to the Fighter Hayabusa show. I am Mascara de Fuego, as always, accompanied by... Chupacay. And Great Puma. Thanks for listening, everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? We are recovering from cold, so excuse our hacking, but otherwise we're fine. Boy, this, this podcast... Uh, <laughs> this podcast network has really <laughs> been sick lately, so don't get too close, <laughs> folks. <laughs> So tonight we had the WWE's last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, WWE Fastlane, um, which at this point is a uh, solely uh, SmackDown pay-per-view. Um, let's let's get into it. Uh, the first match right off the bat was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Um, just quickly, I thought that the uh, that uh, Aiden English's uh, intro of Rusev was pretty good this time with his kind of like rap singing kind of thing. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was fire. Um, I thought it was a, a slow start, um, but I think it picked up, and I think the crowd was definitely split between Nakamura and Rusev. Um, and uh, Nakamura won the match with a Kinshasa to the back and then the front. Um, I thought it was a solid victory for him going into WrestleMania. Uh, any thoughts on this match? I liked it a lot. I, I actually appreciated the slow start because I thought they did some really cool uh, mat wrestling. I like how Rusev was stuffing uh, Nakamura's single leg takedowns, and then he had a, a really dope amateur-style fireman's carry. I don't know. I was popping hard for that for whatever reason, and I did like the slow build. Um, my thing is, Rusev is mad over. He's super over. And so what do you do with him? You know, it's that's a, a great question. I mean, we're getting this close to WrestleMania, and there still doesn't seem like there's a specific place for him. I, I I'm I'm hoping he doesn't get stuck in a you know a multi man for the U.S. title or or stuck in the Andre Battle Royal. Honestly, yeah, I think that's the way they're going to go. I wouldn't mind him being in a uh, U.S. title like clusterfuck match where maybe he wins. I wouldn't mind that though. I mean, I don't think they'll do another six-pack challenge. Maybe they'll just do four guys um, with him, uh, Orton, maybe two other people, and him winning. He needs a WrestleMania moment. He deserves it. His, he reinvented his character. Um, Aiden is great, and the dude is over. You want that reaction, uh, the one that he got today with, with dueling Nakamura Rusev chance. I thought it was great. I have a feeling that the... Um... The after WrestleMania Raw crowd or uh, SmackDown crowd are probably going to do a pretty good service to Rusev, um, in in whatever town they're at. I, I gotta I gotta look to see where they're doing SmackDown, but I have a feeling that you're going to get a lot of Rusev from the beginning of the show to the end of the show for that guy. No, oh, I hope so. I hope uh, he gets made, and I hope he gets his moment. He deserves it. So the next next match on the card was. Uh, uh, Bobby Roode putting up the U.S. title against Randy Orton. I'm not sure if you guys watched this match, but I thought it was a uh, you know pretty technically sound match. I thought it was a decent match for the two. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not really invested in either one of these guys right now. Um, but you know, t- technically, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Orton ends up winning with an RKO uh, to Roode as he was coming off the second rope for the pin and the title. 
Um, after the match, uh, Jinder Mahal attacks Orton, um, with Rude getting uh, glorious DDTs on both of them to finish the segment. Um, what what did you guys watch any of this match or uh, did you guys uh, skip this one? I skipped it. Yeah, for I, reasons. <laughs> that's that's okay. You know, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not invested into this in this program right now, and you know, flipping the title right now before WrestleMania, it I it didn't make a, a big difference. My biggest question after this was right after the show, Randy Orton had a nameplate on this title. So does this nameplate guy just hang out backstage and just like hang out and catering and just wait, be like, oh dog, hey. They, they switch the title, you got to go make a plate. You know, like, I, I need logistics here, man. Well, not only that, are all the plates already pre-made? I mean, does, does Aiden English have a plate just in case? So so you think that or, per, per guy, when they, when they come up to the main roster, they're putting plates together just in case something happens? Yeah, or maybe, you know, kayfabe. They they make them whenever they're in a program with somebody. So it, like in case shit plates. Yeah. <laughs> so after after this match, we had uh, Becky uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi taking on Carmella and Natalia. I don't know, man. This match was a bit sloppy for me, uh, and I was kind of out of it with the miscues. Um, Carmella got the win on Becky after a super kick. I mean, that's pretty much all I had which to say. Which I about. thought was, which bugged me. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not really into her character at all, briefcase or not. Um, I like her with Big E in the Mixed Masters Challenge, but as a singles competitor, uh, I'm, I'm not really feeling her. However, this match was decent. Um, but every time I watch, you know, a match like this, Becky always seems to be one level above her competitors, if not more. Is that just me? No, no. I, I, Naomi's pretty good. I, I, I appreciate Naomi. Um, Natalia, solid. I, I don't like Carmella either. I think it's a waste for her to have uh, money in the bank. But, um, but like you said, I, I thought it was, it could have been better. And I always, I always walk away with the non-Oscar women's matches feeling like it could be better. I mean, that's valid. I mean, because I, I feel like we're talking about two different, you know, uh, levels of, of competition between Oscar <laughs> and non-Oscar people. Um, it's interesting right. It's interesting with Carmella, though, because I feel like like someone like uh, uh, James Ellsworth added so much to that character, and them taking him away from her really just kind of just made her just, you know, part of the crowd again. They, she didn't. She doesn't stand out, you know, and I think that if you had the opportunity to at least build her up on personality, they had the opportunity with him. And, you know, similar to what you're saying with Biggie on, uh, on the challenge. Um, but yeah, on her own, I think she's struggling. And I think that that's, they're doing her a disservice by not having her kind of have a, like a, a hype man. That's a good point. I never really thought of it that way. I did pay attention maybe a little bit more to Carmella when she had Ellsworth around, even though I thought he was really annoying. But like you said, it's just, it, it shows that just subpar talent and that's a shame. Um, I, I want the women's division to do well, but they just don't have enough good competitors. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens once, 
Um, well, we'll get to we'll get to what happens to the women's division in, in a little bit after uh, after this next match. Um, the next match was the Usos versus the New Day. I thought this was a really good match. Um, I did like that both teams um, went for each other's finishers during the match. Um, I was hoping this match was gonna go a little bit longer, um, but mid match the Bludgeon Brothers came out and basically beat the shit out of both teams. Um, ending the segment by putting uh, Woods, uh, actually hitting a power bomb on Woods on the steel steps. Um, you know this 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 one was the big angle of the show, I would say, considering that you know it, it did go over a couple of sec- segments. You know them going back and watching the uh, you know Xavier Woods getting carted out and and watching the other two teams get uh, you know helped to the back. Um, what do you guys think about this one? I was really hyped for this match up until uh, when War Machine Light came to interfere. Um, I really liked them doing each other's moves. I think that said a lot, and it was like a callback, you know, to their feud, which is what you always want to see. Um, I was really liking that this match until I mean, it, it had the possibility of being match of the night uh, until the before the until the interference happened. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it looks like we're getting. I mean, it, all signs point that we're getting a, another three-way match at WrestleMania between Usos, New Day, and now the Bludgeon Brothers. So I don't know. Um, up next was Ruby Riot taking on Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship. Um, they had a couple of missteps, but overall, I thought you know uh, this was a good match. Uh, I thought um, uh, Ruby Riot did. Pretty decent for having her first title match. Um, what did you guys think of this one? I thought it was great. Uh, Ruby showed that she <clears throat> she has she has the caliber to go for the title match. She didn't look weak at all. I, I like Charlotte a lot. She's growing on me. Um, I was never a huge fan, but I respect her work a lot. And there was a lot of moments that um, that got me really hyped. So. Really good match by both. Um, great job by Ruby, of course. Yeah, I thought it was a great match. Um, the slingshot suplex by Charlotte. I loved uh, Ruby Riot's second rope coffin drop. I, you know, you know me. I love Darby Allen, and to see her doing coffin drops in the WWE was pretty awesome. Uh, the moonsault off the barricade by Charlotte was, I thought, pretty spectacular, and. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. I think it would be match of the night if it wasn't for the six-pack challenge. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, it, it's funny because they played the uh, the promo video um, before the match, and, I th- and and watching it, I thought to myself that, like, Ruby had really done a, a pretty good job of stepping up her promo game as well. So I, I think I think they should go back to this match, maybe after WrestleMania, and, and, and feud these two off properly. But, um, yeah, I think there's potential to, to kind of get a pretty decent feud in between, you know, past this match um, between these guys. I think they, they, they did a pretty good job with this. Yeah, I like that story about Charlotte being royalty and Ruby trying to um, say, you know, I, I earned this, I, I fought for it. And it works, you know, in terms of her look, in terms of her promo style. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to this feud. So I think it's great that... You could add Ruby to the big five in the women's division, or big six, arguably, um, if you include Nia. Um, 
yeah, you have another main event caliber uh, woman in the division. So Charlotte wins this match with the uh, with the figure eight. As she's celebrating, we, um, we get Asuka, um, and we finally make it official by pointing at the sign that uh, we're going to get Asuka versus Flair at WrestleMania. <laughs> so Grey Puba was laughing at me because I was doing super kicks when Asuka came out. <laughs> I was so hyped, man. Yeah, I, you know, I'm watching Asuka point to the sign, and all of a sudden I hear this slapping in the air. And then I look to my right, and, and it's uh, Chupa Kick doing super kicks. <laughs> just getting hyped. I am so fucking hyped for this. I, you guys have no idea. No, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Mark. <bro. laughs> oh, man. What a, what a great, great matchup this is going to be. I, would, I don't want Asuka facing uh, Alexa, so this is. I'm glad they're doing this. I actually don't mind her facing Alexa. There's that rumor that she might just do double duty and win both of the titles in the same night. I don't know if that's possible, but if there's anybody who deserves that, it's her. And then take AJ's belt, too. <laughs> and I was thinking her just submitting Braun uh, uh, and Brock in a triangle match. She's going to need an extra shoulder for all these belts all of a sudden. Right. You know, it, 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 it poses an interesting question, kind of going back to Ruby and that sort of thing, because obviously, um, you know, with Asuka officially, you know, I guess you can call this an official move to SmackDown, um, especially if and when she does win the title, you know, she'll be on SmackDown. So, you know, your top contenders are, at this point are, you know, Charlotte, Becky, Natalia, um, Ruby. So that's a decent mix of matches we haven't seen. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's 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 great for this section of the women's division. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a good a good move because I think we've we've pretty much extinguished every match she could have on on Raw. So I think it'll be decent. Um, and lastly, we had the six pack challenge, which was AJ Styles defending the title against John Cena, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Baron Corbin. I thought this was a very fast-moving main event, um, but I thought it was really good. I, um, you know, we got to see Owens and, and Zayn break down. They kind of teased that uh, Zayn would lay down for Owens, um, which didn't happen. Um, and then, you know, obviously Shane getting involved and breaking up pins for both Owens and Zayn. Um, definitely match of the night. Um, AJ gets the win with the uh, with the springboard um, clothesline off off the top onto Owens for the pin. Um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought the finish was really uh, cleverly done, having AJ being uh, A8 on the table and then just kind of like disappearing because he was in pain, right? And then all of a sudden showing up at the very end to win it, which I thought was really clever. Um, and then Shane getting super kicked. Usually, uh, you know, most fans complain about Kevin Dunn and the editing style, but for some reason, uh, this match, the camera angles were spot on from Shane getting super kicked and then AJ literally coming out from the bottom of the screen to win the match. I thought it was really cool. Um, one moment that stood out to me, though, was Ziggler's uh, counter out of the AA into a famous earth. Like, I popped hard. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my 
my god. That was good. <laughs> did you guys notice um, this? Did you guys notice that tripod that was at ringside that every time they would do a yeah. dive to the outside, I'm like, oh shit, man, that thing's going to murder somebody. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking that too. Oh god, they're going to break that thing. <laughs> I keep thinking if it's like a 360 camera or something and they're, they're filming stuff, but I, it, that thing's bound to take a kick at some point. Um, we were both laughing at uh, uh, Ziggler constantly just cherry picking moves, and then um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't. I never really cared about Sammy Zayn, but I, I do like Dickhead Sammy. <laughs> yeah, Dickhead Sammy Zayn with his stomps to the ring are, are the most entertaining thing. <laughs> right, right, right. As they're doing his intro in the ring, it was pretty funny because he all of a sudden was so animated and so excited for himself. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the best Sammy you could ever ask for. Um, and then Corbin, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like I don't root for him at all, but he's been a solid performer. So, and he also cherry picks. I just feel like every time some major things happen, he'd be at the end getting his moves set in. It was kind of funny. <laughs> so he and Ziggler were like cherry picking the whole night. I thought. Although it's it, it's funny, I I did think that that uh. Corbin did have a good performance, and he looked a lot more aggressive than normal. Usually you can kind of see through his, like, oh, I'm being aggressive. I'm like, all right, you're fucking playing a role. But I thought he played the role really decently tonight. So, you know, I think he's improving. You know, I don't know what that means, but at least for now he's improving. Yeah, I mean, basically, I guess the gist is that he doesn't suck, but I still don't like him. Does that make sense? Yes, that totally makes sense. He doesn't suck. But I don't like him could be like 75% of the wrestlers I watch. It doesn't suck, but I just don't like him. I don't have a connection. That's funny. So so this match obviously solidifies that we're getting AJ versus Nakamura. So I'm just going to briefly go over what we have so far and what's rumored for WrestleMania. And I just want to kind of get your interest levels at this point. Um, so far what we have for WrestleMania is Brock versus Reigns for the Universal title. AJ versus Nakamura for the WWE title. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Hunter and Steph. Uh, the Miz defending the Intercontinental title against uh, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. We're getting the Cruiserweight finals, which, you know, unfortunately I, I feel like that's going to get stuck on the uh, pre-show, but I'm hoping it at least gets, you know, early on the main show. And rumored so far is, well, I guess not rumored so far anymore because uh, we, we, we're definitely getting Flair versus Asuka. <laughs> Um, the ones that are rumored still are Cena versus Taker, which we don't know if we're getting that or not yet. Uh, Bliss versus Jax, Sasha versus Bailey, the Usos versus New Day and, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, a possible three-way between Rude, Orton, and uh, Mahal for the U.S. title. The Andre Battle Royal, and um, I have a feeling that th what they're going to end up doing with uh, Owens and Sammy is um, maybe a three-way instead of a tag team match. I can see them going with Sammy versus Owens versus Shane, honestly. Um, at this point, what's your interest level in WrestleMania, hearing, hearing those matches so far? You know, I'm sorry, but my interest level is on Ricochet debuting, debuting that weekend on, on NXT. That's my interest level. Mine is... Uh... Charlotte versus Asuka, and that's pretty much it. You know, these WrestleMania cards always get 
it's so and usually there's a few things that gain my interest, but I don't know. This year seems a, a bit underwhelming to me. Yeah, it's it's surprising that the match of the weekend might not even be on WrestleMania. Right. It, it might be on the Ring of Honor Supercard. It could be Kenny versus Cody. Cody. Um, it could be on Joey Janela's Spring Break. Yeah, it's like I'm intrigued by so many other cards and so many other matches that it's like this WrestleMania card, um, they'll be some good matches. I want to see AJ Nakamura, of course. Uh, and then I know the Usos are going to bring it, but it's like, yeah, I'm not sure. What do you think? You know, there's something to be said about less is more. And, you know, I understand that they're trying to get everybody onto WrestleMania. You know what? But that's WrestleMania. I don't think... If WrestleMania is your Super Bowl... Not everybody makes it to the fucking Super Bowl. So maybe, maybe right. you know, so maybe you cut out half these guys, you know, give, give, give the main card, um, you know, don't, don't do so multi, so many multi-man matches, you know, stick to one-on-one or tag team matches. Um, less is more. And, and now that you're combining the, you know, the pay-per-views after WrestleMania, look, you can give somebody shine, you know, on another pay-per-view. You don't have to defend the world title every every pay-per-view. You can put the tag team titles, you know, at the top if need be, but I really think that less is more, and these things are exhausting. You know, it's it's one thing when it's... It really is, you know. After six hours of sitting in front of the TV, you know, it's like I can't even imagine what it would be like nowadays to be sitting in that arena going, holy shit, we're still hit, sitting here, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's always different when you're there. I mean, we were super excited, and, and, and our energy level stayed up. But it's like sitting at home watching it is a whole nother story. Like when you were dialing off the card just now, I, I was like, I started getting anxiety. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, damn, damn, I don't know if I could do that. So that's so fucking long. <laughs> I mean, I'm it just gives. Stop for a second, because well, it's can a you, marathon. well, and can you imagine, like, not only did some of these people get tickets to WrestleMania, they're, they're doing, you know, three, four days of this shit, watching, you know, running from, t- you know, one part of town to the other part of town to see other wrestling shows. That's a lot of fucking wrestling. And you're in fucking New Orleans, so you can party all the time, too. I, I don't even know how people are doing this. Yeah, so, I don't know, we were thinking about next year, like, I might be one of those people that are strictly going to non-WrestleMania events and doing that, that WrestleMania weekend and just not going to WrestleMania. Um, that'll, that'll be my rest day. I, you know, <laughs> that'll be what you're watching in the hotel room? Yeah, yeah. And then I actually might attend the Raw afterwards because it's short. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, short with quotes because, you know, it's still three hours long. Um but that is a good show usually after. Um, so yeah, we'll see from there. I, I know we'll do a uh, we'll we'll kind of do a little more of an in depth uh, um, show in regards to WrestleMania once a few more matches actually get confirmed. Um, but let's uh, let's move on to the New Japan Cup, which has been going on right now. Um, for those unfamiliar with the New Japan Cup, uh, the winner gets a championship match of his choosing between like. I believe it's the uh, the world title, the IWGP title, the Intercontinental title, and I think it's the Never title. I don't think the U.S. title is is involved in this. Um, 
Now, have you guys watched uh, most of these matches, any of these matches yet? Uh, we have watched night one and night three. We will be catching up to on night two and night four tomorrow. Okay. What 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 matches has stood out to you guys so far? Uh, first of all, fuck Elgin. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard so it here anyways, first. Um, uh, night one had Juice versus Yujiro. Uh, and uh, I really wanted to see that because I, I, we know what Juice could bring. And uh, I've always wanted to see what Yujiro could bring. He, he's always in like six-man tags, eight-man tags. So he never really gets to shine. And I thought he did really, really great. Um, I felt like Juice got killed like four times in this match. But like he won via like Super Cena booking. Like the kid was like dropped with an avalanche. Uh, Fisherman's Buster and, and kicked out a two and I was like what the hell what's going on here and then he wins like four moves later so that was really interesting but good for Juice and then he, he, he cut probably one of his best promos ever in a post-match uh, press conference so uh, that match was really good uh, I recommend it um, and then there was Ishii versus Elgin and you know Ishii is probably one of my top five wrestlers currently right now and, and any issue match is always good and him and elgin they brought it and uh you know i'd probably like it a lot more if my guy won but he didn't um and uh yeah elgin pretty much killed ishi with a um i want to say a power bomb was it a power bomb or like a yeah i forgot what it was he almost he almost killed ishi pretty much like <laughs> yeah. literally and, uh, and then he won with the burning hammer, uh, which is sacrilegious. But that's a whole other story. But, um, yeah, those two matches were great. Um, moving on to night three, what did you think? Uh, I thought the, I thought both tournament matches stood out pretty well. I really enjoyed um, the uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Naito match a lot. I really did enjoy that one a lot. Um, I was pre- pleasantly surprised that they gave it to him. I didn't think they'd actually go with the Zack Sabre, but I'm glad that they did. Um, especially since that does set up him versus uh, Ibushi in the next in the next round. Yeah, we, we really like this match. Um, I always get sad when Naito is not able to hit his Destino, but this was a really good match, and just it just really highlighted what Zach can do. Yeah, and it's amazing how Zach Saber Jr. always manages to make everybody look like his personal submission dummy. Like, literally, Naito probably got only about 20% of the match of offense. And uh, just seeing the Destino countered into a cap slicer was bananas to me. Um, really good match. And I, and I actually have to say that... I have to actually say that... you. Uh, Yoshihashi actually was uh, did have a pretty good match with uh, with Kota Ibushi as well. Shouldn't take anything away from him but in he, that. Yeah, he he's another. Well, like we said about Corbin, his matches don't suck. I just don't root for him. He's a very good performer. I really do think he's a he's a a top wrestler. He really is. But I just can't root for him. Yeah, we we were trying to figure it out. What is it about him? Like we just can't put our fingers on it. But um, that's really funny. You guys say oh, that, say oh. that because I was thinking <laughs> we the were, same thing. We were like watching it, 
Yeah, we were watching it and like just debating, like, what is it? It's like he has solid moves. Um, he's he's not a bridge troll. I mean, he's just he's fine, but it's just it's I don't know what it is. It's just it's that missing two percent that makes you love a wrestler, and that's just all it is. No, well, I think it's like uh, it's like basketball, and in, in part in the uh, the comparison, but there you have the, in basketball you could be fundamentally sound and still win championships. And you're not trying to gain favor from the fans, whereas in wrestling, you have to be fundamentally sound and then some. You know, to quote like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you have to put some funk in your shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You have to add this, that little extra something. And Ibushi, his moonsaults have a little bit of a twist to them. His forearms, everything, he adds just a little bit to the conversation, and that's what makes separates a great wrestler from just a good wrestler. Maybe that's what it is. So, so far, so good with this, this tournament. This is a I really good match. Yeah, and I, and I think so far, I think the matches are kind of stepping up a little bit. Um, so I'll be curious to see how the matches go tomorrow. Um, have you guys watched any other shows? Did you guys watch the uh, the anniversary show by Ring of Honor? We did, but I, I wanted you to uh, go ahead and comment on the Night 2 matches if you saw them. You know, uh, nothing really stood out for me, quite honestly. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, like, I, I watched them, and, and I, nothing really connected with me. So there's really not really, for, <laughs> not to be rude on the, on those guys, but I just don't feel like uh, anything really stood out to me on night two. Mind you, and like I said, I only watched the tournament matches. I did not watch the rest of the card. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so we did watch... Uh... Two of the matches in one incredible moment from uh, the Ring of Honor 16th anniversary. Um, we watched the Hung Bucks for SoCal Uncensored, and that was like a beautiful train wreck. It really was. Uh, you know how Young Bucks go. Their, their matches are always train wrecks, and, and they're really fun. Um, there was a point where I, we thought uh, the interference was kind of unnecessary. Uh, Shane Taylor comes out to interfere. Uh, which almost made zero difference. Well, I guess it did um, affect the outcome, but even then, it's Shane Taylor with shitty gray tights. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, but for me, it was it was nice to see Scorpio Sky, Southern California's best kept secret, uh, win a major title for a major organization, and it was really good to see. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun match, and we actually debated going. Even if until a couple weeks ago, we actually were going to go to this card. And since we were traveling the weekend before, um, you know, we thought about, we looked at the lineup and it was like, oh, I don't, you know, nothing really stood out that made us want to pack up and go to Vegas. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, unless I missed the tweet, but it's like, let's face it, Ring of Honor does not do the greatest job of hyping up this card anyway. I mean, I know they're hyping up their Supercard of Honor at WrestleMania weekend, but, you know, who wouldn't? But it's like, yeah, they had Oedo Tai um, in the preliminary matches, in the prelim matches on Facebook. And it's like, yeah, I would have gone to see them. And then they, they advertised Hiromu just two weeks prior. So it's like, <laughs> Hiromu was one of the hottest acts in New Japan. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're having them at our anniversary show. And it made zero sense. Because you guys have gone the the two years prior, correct? 
Right. That's why we were really uh, contemplating going because it's it's always a fun time. It's just one of those things where it was just nothing about the card was like, oh wow, we have to go. And it, part of it is the the promotional aspect. Like they're clearly saving all their dollars for the Super Card of Honor, and this one is kind of just a, a tweener event. So it, it didn't feel special to us. So that's why we opted not to go. Which is a shame because it's not that hard to push something on social media. You know, it it doesn't take extra money, right. I guess. But you know, like hyping something. You know, if you're staying on top of it, then you know the hype will come. But that that's unfortunate that they didn't get behind that because that's. I mean, you know, I only I only got to see the the promo afterwards um, after the after the show where um, Marty's girl challenged um, Dalton Castle uh, for a championship match. Uh, you know, it looked like a lively crowd and it looked like a cool place, but, you know, it's unfortunate that happened. Yeah, um, and then we also saw the moment where um, Cody Rhodes wins his match and then Bury the Beaver, or Bury the Bear, uh, turns out to be Kenny Omega. And, yeah, Kenny is probably, he's the sting of this generation as far as that one guy that, is mega over that doesn't work for the WWE. And, uh, yeah, his reaction was, was unreal, and he played it perfectly. And then um, Brandy gets in his face and kisses him. He, he, he looks totally disturbed. And then uh, after, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, Cody has one of the best promos of his career. I did see that. I did uh, see that. It's hilarious. You have you have to go look at it. You have to go look for it later. Yeah, he he retweeted it or liked it. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was really best good. Best line ever. You kiss my wife after I kiss your man. Uh, <laughs> we are dying. That is beyond. That's transcendent. That's some soap opera shit, and uh, it doesn't get better than that. Well, just his mannerisms and inflection during that promo as well. Like he was just so on point with that fucking promo, man. Yeah. Yeah, and he toned it down. He usually goes full Joker, right? And uh, this promo, he seemed to just, you know, I said that he, he kind of went a little bit of, like, Dustin Rhodes, you know? And he, and he toned it down, and he, he kind of looked a little serious. And he, he did a little bit of the manic thing, but, but he, he, he kept it straight and angry, and it was really good. Yeah, it was totally believable. Like, I wanted to kick Kenny's ass, too. So <laughs> it was a good promo. <laughs> And then uh, the main event of the show was um, Dalton Castle versus Jay Lethal, and uh, that was really good, too. It was a solid match. We love Dalton Castle, and I'm glad he's getting some love, and Jay Lethal's always solid. I will say, leading up to the conclusion of the match, I thought it was um, a little slow to kind of get to where it needed to go, but it picked up the pace, and it, it was a very satisfying match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, great finish to a a decent match. So, and, and then it looks like we're getting um, Marty's girl against Dalton Castle. That should be pretty good. So let me ask you though: Do you put the title on Marty's girl this soon in his career, or do you have it be a successful defense for Dalton Castle um, during WrestleMania weekend? I think you leave the title on him for now. I think uh, I think you need to give him a, a decent title run. I think he's a you know like I think he's got he's got presence to be a champion. I don't see him as a transitional champion. Um, 
I'm not saying that down the line you don't put it on on Marty, but I don't think, you know, in a couple weeks is the right time. Uh, maybe at the end of the year, after Dalton Castle's, you know, gone through the roster a little bit. But I think this might be a little too early to put the title on him. Um, more so for yeah, Dal- I mean, Dalton's I don't sake. Think you should, yeah, I don't think you should be able to successfully defend against Believille, beat Cody, but then lose to Marty. I feel like... Uh, Marty could gain, you know, maybe a year or two before he gets at that level, if that's fair. Well, yeah. Marty doesn't need it now. Right. And, and, and yeah, honest. over. Say it again. I said Marty's over, and he has his own pair of custom uh, Adidas NMDs. <laughs> so, you know, once you, that, once you have that, you're winning already. You know what I mean? I want those. <laughs> I do. I, I fucking want those so bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, he'll gain so much more as well by just having a solid match, you know, and that that that, you know, that'll go in into his repertoire as you know, hanging with the world champion. So, not saying it won't happen. It just I don't I don't see it happening right now. Yeah, it'll happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's it. I think we've covered everything we were going to cover tonight. Um. We will be doing a little, like I said, uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a review or a preview show to WrestleMania, and I kind of want to see if we can get maybe a list of the other shows that are happening uh, WrestleMania weekend and kind of go through those a little bit because um, it looks like we're getting a lot of really cool shows and a lot of good matches that weekend. So I kind of want to go over those. Um, also, we'll probably be doing a show tomorrow night after Raw. Um, covering night four of the New Japan Cup and whatever comes out of WrestleMania. Um, until then, and go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, in two weeks, we're all going to Strong Style Evolved. So uh, we definitely need to do a recap show and, and revisit last year's wonderful weekend of New Japan Wrestling in Long Beach. And uh, we should do that as well. In a few weeks. Absolutely. I was... We'll work on a spreadsheet for the uh, WrestleMania weekend card because we're, we're definitely going to need a list. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, I, I've already been preparing how to how to record from one of the cars. So once the show's over, we can even record on the way back to uh, to the uh, Casa de, de Puma. <laughs> nice. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. That's it for us. I'm Mascara de Fuego. I'm Chupa Kick. I'm Great Puma. Until all are one.